Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is the executive director of the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce, Ray Andreessen. Hello, my friend. Good to I, be back. Hey, bud, how are you? Doing very well, very well. Happy holidays. Yes, yes, happy holidays to you. These beautiful red poinsettias yes. uh, ready to go, and you've dressed in a beautiful Christmas garb. That's right, garb. And, you, and you're in you're in blue. I'm in Hanukkah garb. That's today, right. So that's so right. So I'm all blue here. We we got we got them we got them both covered tonight. Yes. What's new? Well, it's a lot new, probably. Quite a bit. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, first of all, thank you again for You're inviting welcome. me back. I Absolutely. really enjoy sitting uh, here and Absolutely. being with uh, everyone who's involved with this organization Absolutely. and all you do. It's yeah. uh, terrific. Yeah. So congratulations on yeah. all the programs you've done over the yeah. last uh, couple of years and several years, I might mm -hmm. add. Um, and also the fact that you've had so many vibrant guests who have been in this uh, chair to, right, to talk exactly. about what's going on in our community. So things are well. I mean, we're winding down 2022 okay. um, as a Chamber of Commerce seeing a, a recovery. We just had a, um, a regional economic outlook at the Long Club in New Haven, okay. uh, hosted by our affiliate chamber, the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. And essentially, um, things are starting to look up. Our unemployment rate in Connecticut is down to almost about 4%. Uh, once you get down to about the 3.5%, 3.7% range, which is the national average, right. you're talking about a very narrow scope of, of, of potential applicants. So yeah. uh, we're starting to see people come back to work. We're starting to see um, inflation stabilize in our region. Yeah. Um, the cost of living here is still higher. Taxation rate regulation is really the challenge, I think, mm -hmm. for business these days. Um, but uh, many of the small businesses that we have spoken to uh, and small retailers are still struggling a little bit, but they're starting to come out of the COVID funk. Right. Uh, and I think what we're also seeing, which is, um, I think, a good thing too, is um, a sense of, of uh, maybe the worst has passed us. That, sure. that uh, you know, and some would argue maybe nothing could be was worse yeah, right. as it has been in uh, 2020, 2021. But we are starting to see sort of an emergence of optimism. Um, we're starting to also see in some of our chamber events in a lot of our civic events, a lot more um, personal one-on-one -on -one engagement, um, you know, very good crowds at our events. Mm -hmm. uh, the larger events do well. The smaller events are a little slower to come back because people are, are considering those as optional. Uh, but I think even with um, RSV, with the flu that's really been yeah. impacted this year, sure. and also with COVID, which still people are, are getting diagnosed with COVID, it's not fatal in as many instances anymore, right. that we know even with that, those dangerous people are cautious, but they're still re-emerging and coming back. So congratulations. We got through a lot of things that uh, we right. never thought we'd get through a couple Excellent. years ago. Excellent. Excellent. So what else is going on with the chamber? Well, I think um, it's it's not just the uh, large events and, and right. business after hours, the um, small business council lunches, mm -hmm. a lot of the things we do um, to engage uh, people. You know, the, we have our networking groups that are still particularly active. Yeah. Um, but we're also starting to see a little bit more uh, engagement on the civic side. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, our viewers have, have seen me say this before, <laughs> and that is uh, we are social creatures. Yes. We are happiest when we're out with people yeah. doing things. Yes. And uh, like cabaret, what mm -hmm. good is it to sit alone <laughs> in your room? Right. Come hear the music play. I exactly. think people are exactly. recognizing that to be back with friends, to be out of their homes and apartments and condos, um, to be engaged at work, to 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 do that is a is a, is an affirmation of being human. Yes. And uh, 
it would be really lovely if, if we can come in in 2023 uh, right. to have a reemergence of engagement with some of our traditional ways of doing that. And what do I mean by that? Yes. So not only the Chamber of Commerce, I think uh, I'm always here to plug business and business convening and advocacy and right. economic development wherever I can, right. but also uh, we're starting to see, um, as we have over the last several years, a decline in a lot of other ways we socialize, and, and namely um, civic volunteerism. So yes. a lot of our community organizations, and you've had so many leaders on in your program, Pete, mm -hmm. is um, Rotary Club, Lion Club, um, Knights of Columbus, Masonic Order, yep. charities, um, and, and uh, on and on. We, we, we know that membership and engagement has, is somewhat leveled off or declined in, in many of these areas. Right. And then if you take out the civic organizations, then you start to have the traditional convening events. Mm -hmm. um, civic fairs, some of them are doing well, some of them are not right. uh, doing well with their, with their attendance. Mm -hmm. And um, also houses of worship. We know that many of them have been consolidated or have closed yeah. here in the state of Connecticut. So organized religion where people uh, who are faith uh, engaged or spiritual and religious would like to be in those uh, places and spaces, um, that's been a particular challenge. And that's largely across most denominations and faiths as well. Uh, so we, we know that we were raised over many years having civic education in our high schools, mm -hmm. which has sadly been taken away because as we know in this contemporary time, voting and civic participation and how we organize our democracy is critical. Right. Um, but also, we're not teaching people how to be citizens uh, no. at, the, at, at a youth level. So we're seeing that as, as a decline in that kind of engagement or emergence among young people. However, their social media engagement is very strong, as we all know. Yeah. Um, and as they emerge too, they're, they, they'll club and they'll congregate in select areas. But their civic participation for this generation, uh, millennials and younger, Gen Zs, tends to be down. Okay. What also is rising with that corresponding, and I'm sounding like a sociologist tonight, but it's <laughs> really what I'd love to talk about, That's okay. is uh, a rise in identified loneliness, that people tend not to, um, uh, many people live on their own, and many right. people tend to be disconnected in, from their communities in, in many ways. Right. So I think what we've seen at the Chamber of Commerce, what we've seen from our businesses, what we've seen um, from some of our nonprofit groups and organizations that are uh, that are hold, sort of the glue that holds a community together, mm -hmm. is a lack of that engagement for many people. Right, and it it, it can be very troubling. It can um, lead to some type of um, civic disconnect or decay. Sure, and this isn't a particularly healthy way for us to live. So, um, my mission in 2023. Yes, I do have uh, oh, a good. professional. Um, goal this year oh good what is, is it? to talk about this issue not in terms of a transaction okay. so you join the chamber of commerce for example and here's your membership package and benefit and here's what you get right all of that's very important yeah um, but there is sort of the emotional and the um, social connectivity that comes with being part of something mm -hmm. an organization a neighborhood block watch right. um, it could be a you know tennis uh, club, a neighborhood tennis club you joined to play tennis, so on and so forth. 
So the more we can engage and entangle people to do more things together yeah. on a local spiritual level, mm -hmm. we'll have healthier institutions and healthier communities, more stable communities with more people um, that are engaged. Um, right. And I think that's, that's what I'd love to see in 2023 and beyond. Nice. Now, how important is it to you, you and I have talked about this numerous times when we've been together, supporting the local economy and getting out there and spreading the local word on what's going on locally. Well, I have a great anecdote. Oh, um, for those of you who have been um, hoaxed or ordered something online uh, and you realize it's a scam yes. or isn't legitimate, yep. true story. So, okay, I'm not, I mean, I'm wearing a bright blue sweater here, but I, I ordered what I thought was a red cardigan, the color of the poinsettia. Okay. And online it looked good. It had sort of these fancy looking buttons and I'm, I'm not a cardigan guy. No. I don't know if that's a sound, but I should carry on my card. I'm not a cardigan guy. Yeah, right. But it's just, um, I, I ordered this red cardigan. I thought for the holidays I needed something. I don't have this color. Right. And I ordered it in my appropriate size medium and I clicked and I put my credit card in and uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up is mm -hmm. this this um, ad for these sweaters, and I've right. seen other ads came from a company I didn't know anything about, uh, but it was on Facebook. Yeah. So I hit click, gave them credit card information, here comes my sweater. The sweater comes. Oh, no. It's extra, extra large. <laughs> it's got white buttons. That big? The size of ravioli. I mean, they're like, oh, good. They're, like they're ugly white, white buttons. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh -oh. I mean, they look like silver dollar pancakes at, at IHOP. There you go. Bright white. And the V, the, the, the button started down here. And why not? And only Santa Claus could wear this. I mean, it's hideous. <laughs> oh, it's no. like you've got to oh, be no. kidding. Oh, no. no label to return. Oh, no. No information about the company. <laughs> oh, nothing. And it was discounted, theoretically, a cashmere sweater. Yeah. I should know a $50 cashmere sweater is probably. Yeah. So the Salvation Army in New Haven has a Santa Claus sweater, which I donated. There you go. There you go. For the holidays, they can use that. I, uh, uh, all right. Put to good use, I guess. But I had no way of returning it. So I was scammed out of $50. Oh, no. If I go into a neighborhood store. Yes. Or if I go to a place where there's somebody who's going to wait on me, who's going to check my size out, who's going to get to know me. Yeah. That can't happen no. because if they're going to scam me, I know where you live. Exactly. And I think that's the, that's the difference, I hope, in 2023 is you support local small businesses, mm -hmm. people who provide service to you, whether it's in mortgage, finance, banking, landscaping, plumbing, carpentry, right? where you have licensed uh, yeah. people giving you a, providing you a service, but also in terms of clothing, food, you name it, whatever the service is, if you shop and invest local, you automatically build up a trust factor mm -hmm. in your community. If you just hit click yeah. because it looks good online, you're going to wind up with a Santa Claus get. sweater for $50 you yeah, can't right. return because they don't provide you any information on how to give it back to that company. Uh -huh. I have an order confirmation. I can get the attorney general involved with this, mm -hmm. but this is happening to people. It's not, I'm not the only person who's right. told me stories like this. When I've, the first time for me, and right. the only time, but it, it goes to show you that it, you can't do everything online. No. You can't just hit click and here comes the Amazon truck and here comes the box. Right. And you figured you solved the problem. And by the way, mm. how easy is it to return something and how aggravating is it to return something that's the wrong size, mm -hmm. the wrong color, 
the wrong product. Right. If you have a store in your street, most businesses take returns these days. Yes. Not like the old days. Yes. It's not cash carry, that's it. You know, right. Final sales, your sale is final. So if you engage in your main street business, mm. if you try to find a good or a service that is within a couple of communities surrounding radius of, mm -hmm. of where you live, I guarantee you'll find a lot more of what you want. Absolutely. So yeah, that's absolutely. my charge for 2023 is shop local, invest local. Absolutely. And, and be with your neighbor when it comes to finding what you need. Absolutely, absolutely. And as far as local in 2023, anything exciting that the chamber has coming up? Yes. Well, well we, invade, we engage in um, very local community activities such as the uh, Wallingford Mayor's State of the Town, which we have in January and January yeah. 24th. Yeah. February 7th, we have the North Haven First Selectman State of the Town, which we'll have um, and, and do that. We, we have the Wallingford address this year at the Masonic Care Facility in Ashler Village in Wallingford. Okay. And then Quinnipiac University will be hosting our First Selectman um, in North Haven on, on February 7th. So we do that to start the year off. We do a manufacturing career fair uh, okay. in, in the springtime in April or May. Mm -hmm. Our annual meeting and awards in June. Uh, we have a very excellent golf tournament, the Farms Country Club in Wallingford, August uh, 14th is when we have our date set this year. Okay. And then we do have our business showcase. Stay tuned on that. Some major changes coming this year potentially, which I can't reveal yet. Um, and then, of course, in November, we do have, early November, our Women's Achievement Awards, which is always well attended, where we honor six area women uh, for their outstanding business uh, investment and, and work in our community. Um, and our Holiday Decorating Contest, which we just wrapped up as well uh, for this month of December. So there's that, business after hours, we do them just about every month, a small business council lunch at area restaurants, where we bring in a specific um, speaker, talk about a topic uh, related to small businesses, and we support our um, restaurants in Wallingford, North Haven, and New Haven, right. in the region. And of course, networking, which is very important, you know, one-on-one -on -one networking. Again, the trust factor of helping right. out your, your invested um, member uh, as, part of the, as part of the Quinnipiac Chamber. And Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce also has uh, many of these activities. So I've provided you the Quinnipiac Chamber events, Greater New Haven Chamber, uh, yep. which is a 15-town regional chamber. We're part of that. Uh, as well, has numerous events um, throughout the year um, that are coming up. January 12th is our legislative forum, the area lawmakers, the Greater okay. New Haven Chamber is doing. Then in February, we're going to be having, uh, in late February, a career fair, which we always uh, host. We engage the six area colleges and universities in that uh, event as well, and so on and so forth. Greater New Haven Chamber has, has a bunch of events throughout the year. So that's another way for you to get civically engaged. Don't have to be a member of the chamber to come to our events, by oh, the way. Oh, no? Except the only thing you, you are, uh, would be leads, but that makes sense because right. you need to be part of the, uh, have right. a category or exclusivity to be in a leads group. Right. Everything else is open to the public. Uh, you can come to all of our events and ticketed events, large and small throughout the year. Cool. Great, would you mind sticking around for another segment? I'm going to be right here. I'll be right here too. We'll be right back. Typically, 40% of all charitable donations are received during the last few weeks of the year. The BBBY's Giving Alliance urges potential donors to research charities before giving to ensure their generous contributions are going to trustworthy organizations. Watch out for name similarities. When charities seek support for the same cause, their names are often similar. 
Before you give, be sure you have the exact name of the charity to avoid a case of mistaken identity. Review the website carefully. A responsible charity will include its mission and programs, measurable goals, and concrete criteria that describe its achievements. You should also be able to find information on their finances. Keep in mind the type of work a charity does will affect its costs. Avoid impromptu donation decisions to unfamiliar organizations. Take time to do your research. Remember, responsible organizations will welcome a gift tomorrow as much as they do today. Verify a charity at bbbsgive.org. Where possible, donate to the charity through their website and use a credit card. For more holiday tips from Better Business Bureau, go to bbb.org holiday. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Rossetti Show. I'm Pete Rossetti sitting here with Ray Andrewson from the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Sir, welcome back. Be here. Thanks for sticking around. All right, so we talked about the chamber, and let's open up this segment talking about something that you and I love to talk about, how important it is to support your local community. I know we talked about small businesses a little bit in the, but let's talk about community involvement mm. and exactly what you guys do to support the community with the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. I know recently that you guys did something at Food Share. Yes. Tell me about it. Well, we had a business after hours and, and a drive as well. We did okay. that back in September. That's right. And Connecticut Food Share is a massive facility in Wallingford. Yes. Um, we're just about, <laughs> for the region, uh, much of the food that gets distributed to our nonprofit organizations, Masters Mana in Wallingford, uh, local Salvation Army uh, facilities around the central part of the state of Connecticut, okay, um, and other food distribution uh, places, um, churches, pantries, so on mm -hmm. and so forth, comes from Connecticut Food Share. And it, it is a big warehouse. I have is seen it? it, and it's a big freezer as well. Uh, <laughs> it, I don't think I've ever been in as large a freezer or will be again in my life. Yeah, right. Uh, it's a lot of ice cream. Oh, absolutely. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, but I think what I saw from that event, and we had a fairly large, you know, several dozen people came out to that business after hours, September 13th, is uh, people are interested. When they, when they come and they, they tour a facility like that, they say, hmm, I think I'd like to get involved in a food drive as well. Right. In my business, in my other nonprofit organization that I'm in. Right. So that kind of engagement leads to further engagement. It sort of snowballs that way. And I think that um, it not just doesn't have to be Connecticut Food Share. Whatever your passions may be, if it's the environment, mm -hmm. um, if you'd like to get involved with Save the Sound, which is also a chamber member in New Haven, okay, uh, and do cleanup work along Long Island Sound and our estuaries, get involved with environmental issues. Mm -hmm. um, that's also very important and very critical. If you happen to be a person who likes to, uh, since we're coming up on tax season, work the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program, VITA. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of companies, a lot of accountants, a lot of other professional operations, interestingly enough, will donate some of their services to, to um, that organization. Okay. Um, and I think it's that kind of uh, civic engagement that very enlightened companies okay. understand um, is vital, not only for their Main Street public image, but it creates a, a stronger community. Right. And um, some of our larger organizations sometimes aren't always engaged. I think many people will agree that at one time the relationship between Yale University and the city of New Haven was distant. Yes. Not estranged, but 
um, somewhat siloed. There wasn't that kind of uh, symbiotic um, understanding of how to make the community healthier, mm -hmm. how a healthy New Haven benefits Yale University, how Yale University uh, benefits from having a healthy New Haven. New Haven benefits mm -hmm. from Yale's investment in students and some of the other projects. So um, Yale bought a lot of buildings, has a lot of retail oh, oh, absolutely. there absolutely. And, and that's created a much more vibrant shopping and retail area and mm -hmm. restaurant area downtown. Uh, and they've also donated to housing of Yale, and they've also donated and engaged their, uh, many of their students and many of their staff in a lot of community um, volunteer efforts. Okay. So there is, um, from a company that really sees that as important, um, they tend to stand or tend to have a, a benefit from that kind of investment. Mm -hmm. I also think of uh, a good example is the Albrecht sure. um, uh, Precision Steel Facilities and Special Metals in their corporate offices in North Haven. Okay. They have um, warehousing in North Haven, but they also have uh, their plant and, and some of their actual production is in Wallingford. Okay. And they're about to encounter their 100 year anniversary and um, started as a scrap metal business, the German immigrant in 1924. Okay. And now has grown to seven facilities all around the world, including North Haven and Wallingford, where wow. they're based. Um, very good to their employees, voted consistently as one of the best places to work, very low turnover rate. They pay well, they invest in their employees, but they invest in their community. So if you walk into the Wallingford Library, yeah. the children's room, is benefiting from a donation and philanthropy from the Ulbrich family. Ah. Ulbrich Steel is involved um, in, in philanthropic efforts all around Wallingford, North Haven. They have established at one time the Ulbrich Boys and Girls Club, which is now merged with the New Haven Burl, uh, Boys and Girls Club. Okay. And they are engaged with a regional effort for boys and girls. Uh, I cite them as a great example of cor corporate philanthropy, but also Main Street investment. So they see the fact that they pay their people well, they treat them well, they train them well, they invest in them, they stay. Low turnover rate, great for strategic planning and local and overseas operational investment because when you have a stable company that sees that as, as their vision, right. they have a better community with better infrastructure, more attractive uh, for recruiting out of town workers as well who want to live there. If you have a good town, and a good business, you want to stay there. Absolutely. Um, and if you don't have a very healthy community, but you may have a company that's good on the bottom line, mm -hmm. you might find yourself not attracting people to that town. Right. So uh, I would encourage people strongly to look for those places to work, but also I would encourage business owners um, and other leaders in our community to see that type of investment as key and critical to the health of their individual towns, but also the state as a whole. Absolutely. Now explain, we've got a little few minutes left, but explain to us about the way that you guys are partnered with the New Haven Chamber of Commerce. Sure. So the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce, uh, fun fact for anyone who wants to write this down tonight, uh, is the third oldest uh, Chamber of Commerce in the United States. I knew that. 1794. It, it started as a mercantile operation uh, for shipping in, in the New Haven Harbor, okay. city of New Haven, and has grown over the years. Obviously, if you've been around since 1794, you're doing all right. Right, exactly. And the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce is an older chamber in the state. It was originally the Wallingford Chamber of Commerce, established in 1915. And then in 1989, the Wallingford Chamber and the North Haven Chamber of Commerce merged into ah. one unit. And 
and now we serve two towns, Wallingford and North Haven. Right. Um, about eight years ago, and this is consolidation in many facets, we're talking about religious organizations, we know about broadcast consolidation, right. we talked about that from my previous career in radio. Exactly. But also, we've seen that in media consolidation, uh, a lot of other organizations we know merge and solidify. And chambers are no different. Uh, what a merger that happened eight years ago gave the Quinnipiac Chamber is the opportunity to share the remarkably strong talents and infrastructure of marketing and um, also business development engagement uh, and capacity with the Greater New Haven Chamber. The Quinnipiac Chamber, on the other hand, gives a detailed Main Street market for the Greater New Haven Chamber. Right. So both chambers are stronger because of that symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did this about prior to my coming many years ago, about eight or nine years ago, okay. because we saw the fact that if you are going to be able to affiliate, you can be engaged in each other's events, which mm -hmm. gives you more power, and it gives you more crossover connectivity to the members in those chambers. So we have about eight, 800, 850 members in the Greater Haven right. Chamber, about 400 members in the uh, Quinnipiac Ch Chamber of Commerce. So about 1,200 members, roughly, to wow. the two chambers. Good for you guys. So that's a large marketplace, uh, if you will. And many of our chambers belong, or many of our members belong to both chambers in, in many cases. Uh, the larger companies, obviously, that are in Wallingford, North Haven, or New Haven will cross over. Right. Other organizations do as well. Right. So what we do as an affiliate is we convene our staff together, um, we are at each other's events. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I mentioned the re regional economic outlook. Um, I'm a staff member. I am present for that. Right. I am engaged. I am working on that event as well as my other colleagues. Um, we'll do that with the legislative forum and many of the others right. as well. Uh, but also gives us a lot more identity when we go up to the state capitol and lobby on behalf of our members. Absolutely. Because we can do that um, through our government affairs efforts at the chamber because we're doing it with two chambers, not just one. Right. Same with our economic development um, uh, efforts as well. Our EDC efforts to work on behalf of the region are with both chambers. So it's, it's a nice arrangement, nice. and I think it's made for stronger chambers. If you want more information on the chamber, where are they going? They're going to go to gnhc.com, gnhcc.com for the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce. Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce is Quincham, Quinnipiac Chamber. Q-U-I-N-N-C-H-A-M.com, um, and you can always call me at the office. I enjoy talking to anybody at 203-269-9891, uh, and that's it, so Happy New Year. Ray Andreessen from the Quinnbeck Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for some time, my friend. Good to be back. And before we say goodnight, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and good to see you again. It's great to see you, Pete, as We'll always. see you soon. Best to you. You too. On behalf of Ray Andreessen, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks, goodnight. We'll see you next time.